Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Coolers, WP Blab. It's Thursday, it's 7.30ish, and it's time for us to start the show. Folks, thank you very much for checking out the show. We really appreciate it. If you like this type of content, we'd love it if you hit the subscribe button. And if you like this stuff even during the episode, hit the little thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. So on with the show. Before we get started, we'd like to be rude and introduce ourselves. Bridget, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, my name is Bridget Willard, and I am the marketing manager for WordPress. Our flagship plugin is for online donations, and it's called Give. You can find out more about it at GiveWP.com. Nice. Good job, Bridget. I'm Jason Tucker. <laughs> you can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. And my blog is jasontucker.blog. I do a bunch of uh, social media type stuff. I do podcasting. I work at a church. I'm their IT director over there. I do all sorts of fun stuff like that. So uh, if you're into that sort of thing, jasontucker.blog is where you can go find all that stuff. All right. So we stopped being rude. Jamal, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Jamal Tashar, and I have to let Bridget pronounce that because she is the first and best pronouncer of my name. Jamal! Yes, that's how you pronounce it. Priscilla corrected me. I was like, Jamal. She goes, no, it's Jamal. I go, well, okay. That's, well, that's the best way to pronounce. And uh, <laughs> on, on everything, I'm at Tashan, my surname, and uh, my website is Tashan.net. So... I can be found there, and I do several interesting things. Other, than, yeah, I mean, one of them is being the seniors, uh, because seniors need some help, and I try to help them to understand this internet thing <laughs> and the social media. Awesome. Well, that, that's why we have you on tonight. So we're going to be talking about WordPress, social media marketing to seniors or for seniors. And, you know, the, the, one, of the one of the things that my wife was asking me about during dinner tonight is she's like, well, what's the topic about and, and how, how does that work? And I was like, well, topics about um, kind of marketing to seniors and not only that, but using social media as a way to market to seniors. And she's like, you can target like seniors in social media. And how would you like you know, how do you make these things look better? And, you know, other than like larger fonts on things, contrasting colors, a bunch of that sort of stuff. What are some of the, what are some of the basic things that you've seen Jamal that um, in social media that, that you're just like, I can't believe they did that. And there's no way anybody from my demographics going to click on that. Well, uh, first uh, you have mentioned about the colors, fonts and everything. That's in the design part. That's the designing for seniors. That's almost every accessible site uh, these days are fixing and correcting. So that's that has taken a huge step. So that's it going on the right track. But for the social media, uh, social media was invented and started by the young people young, meaning the 20s. So it's developed by them, and they see seniors differently. So they say, oh, they are old people. We need to put huge big letters and uh, so that they would see it. Well, we don't read. We want to see pictures. <laughs> well, I'll ask a question to you and to Bridget. Why and how did you join Facebook? Oh, oh. Boy. Well, um, at the time, one of my, the girls I mentor and a family friend was on it. So 2007, all of us were, a bunch of us were on MySpace. And I remember we were doing Yahoo chat. 
She goes, Bridget, you've got to go on Facebook. It's way better than MySpace. And I went because of her, 2007. And what about yeah. you? Yeah, for me, uh, let's see here. So I had that happen. So they were doing this whole thing where only people that were in colleges could join, um, could join it. And I, I didn't go to college, so I didn't, um, I didn't get to fit into any of that to begin with. So because of that, um, you know, I was waiting until that kind of opened up and we were allowed to actually get in there as adults that didn't go to college. Um, but the main reason for me was that I was using, you know, all these other services, just like Bridget was saying, um, MySpace, LiveJournal, those sorts of things, and we we're trying to find other places to do social media type stuff. Back then, it was just like networking, online networking, or something like that. So, um, yeah, that was that was my reason why. Perfect. These both of them are the real reasons why you used to join Facebook, but mm -hmm. seniors didn't do that. Seniors joined to Facebook just to see what their kids and grandkids are doing, just yeah. spying on them. They want to see because none of the kids or grandkids send a message to grandpa and say, Grandpa, I'm going to somewhere for a holiday or look, he, this is my girlfriend. But they put on the Facebook, Instagram and the others. Right. So the seniors join just to spy on their kids and grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> and that awesome. while That's they awesome. were on, on there, they said, oh, look, my high school sweetheart is here. Let me see he or she is still single or divorced. Oh, my God. And then, <laughs> it became a senior hookup place. That's awesome. That's, wow. And, and then the class uh, groups are formed, and then they said, oh, that's good. And then they start exchanging recipes, and they start going holidays. And that was the real reason why yeah. seniors went on Facebook. Well, I know my um, – we had a – a reunion from our family when my grandmother turned 90 and a bunch of my second cousins and um, aunts um, were on Facebook. And so we all friended each other. And I would say that if we had not been in that room together and said, Hey, let's be on Facebook, you know, because they live on the other side of the country, it's, it was hard, it'd be hard to connect. Like you wouldn't call somebody up and say, Oh, this just happened to me because it's so much talking over the fence. Like my late husband would say, Facebook is just like talking to your neighbor over the fence. And I thought that's a perfect way to describe it because we do that mundane small talk um, thing. Now everybody wants it to be the UN. But like before that, it was just talking about like, hey, I got Sherry's berries today from my sister-in-law. That was so nice. You know, or whatever like that. We're just talking. And well, that's what's cool. It's like my aunt is on her, you know, tablet. You know, she reads Kindle books. It's not a Kindle, but something like that. She reads, and then she's on Facebook, and then she's emailing me, and she's over 65. And it's pretty cool. We, we're close now, you know? Well, uh, I think she's behaving well. Otherwise, you will uh, unfriend her. That's oh, the fate yeah. of the grandparents. When they start talking about the photos that the grandkids put, oh, I love that girl. What does their family do? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you tend to find that at least for, at least for me that you'll see that a a like a like a dad or a grandfather or somebody like that will go on to Facebook and leave a comment on a particular post not knowing that the social norms are one way and they yeah, go about it a totally different way. 
And so that that it, that in itself probably adds to a bunch of not only confusion but also just uh, tr trying to figure out like how to navigate. How do I explain to my mom or dad or grandparent how to use Facebook but not tell them publicly how to use Facebook? Yeah, that is true. And uh, most of the seniors think that when you posted somebody's wall. They only see that right. the whole wild world. So we try to explain to our friends that if you put it there, it's there. Until Plus, you don't need to sign your name. Love, Bridget. Exactly. Like, it says your name right next to it. Sometimes I do it for sarcasm, but. Well. <laughs> Love, Bridget. Oh, you forgot to put on a slip today. Love, Bridget. Bridget. <laughs> no, because I did that because my step, I have step grandchildren. And I did keep up with her. And then I realized that I was only seeing public posts. And then I realized that they put me on a restricted list. Nice. And then you become very, because you can tell them, like, even though you don't get notified that you're unfollowed or that you're on a restricted list, you can see by the void and the blood spatter that somebody was there when the murder took place. <laughs> because you can see all the, you can see all of the commenting all around you. And then you this big gaping hole in the middle, right? By the behavior, once you yeah. start to notice, and you notice that they unfriended you, so you gotta be like, I would say Facebook's better if you treat it like the dinner table. No sex, politics, or religion. Just keep it, keep it bland. Well, that would be too bland for seniors. What else? Did you <laughs> I told you. It started with sex and then, of course, politics. Okay, yeah, I forgot you guys are all going on a holiday. Now, before we, like, hear about things or make us blush, and I thought I was the bad one with the WordPress pickup lines, let's talk about Twitter. Because on Facebook, you don't change the colors. But you gave a really great talk in WordCamp Orange County about design for seniors and color blindness and all those kinds of things. Now, on Twitter, you can choose a highlight color, and that's shown in your tweets. You want to talk a little about about choosing that and having a good contrast? Well, uh, Twitter for seniors is very hard to read. The fonts, the letters, and as you say, it's it needs to be tweaked either by colors or by some uh, pictures, pictograms, or whatever you say. So it helps a lot. Uh, colors that should not be used red or black. Everybody thinks that it's, it's, it pops out. No, it does not. And also white or yellow, green and yellow. They yeah. don't, it's very hard to read. It's not only for seniors, but it's also for the colorblind. And even if you have slight uh, problem with your eyes, those yeah. are very hard to read. Yeah, because on Twitter, you can change your theme color. And sometimes people have like a really light pink. It's like this color pink. You can't read that next to white. It's just it's on white. Like exactly. it's like people aren't looking at it at all, and you're just like, this is crazy. But in Hootsuite, it's all standard color. Well, that's the other thing you have to teach uh, seniors and the people that doesn't that's not aware of what's going on. What's Hootsuite? Why don't I use Twitter but Hootsuite and can I put Instagram on Hootsuite or where is my Facebook on the Hootsuite? So this is a very interesting step to teach. So I, I have a group uh, here in Southern California and 
we get together and we say, okay, what shall we use to help seniors? Uh, where should we start? And everyone says, oh, I want to learn Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Those are their first three. And then you say, but there are some other apps or programs that you can use and change the typefaces, fonts, colors, and use the same programs. And mm -hmm. they said, no, no, I want to stick with one. So mm. that's why they want to stick with Instagram rather than Twitter. Yeah. I was just going to ask you if they like Instagram better. They love Instagram. Snap a photo, send it. In Twitter, they, when you get all those messages, they forget uh, where was I, how did I check it, where, how can I reply. In uh, Instagram, it's much more easier. So does that mean that the interaction is more difficult then? Uh, like, like getting interaction from them? That is, that is uh, you can't say that, but it's just because of the habits, the things that they get used to. They want to read newspapers, see pictures, rather than small articles or limited, and also those shortcuts, <laughs> uh, links. When you click on a link on uh, Twitter, you go somewhere else, and it's very hard for them to come back to the original place. They want to see everything there. You mean like from their phone? From their phone, from their tablet. And these days, it's tablet. As you said, they love their tablets. They yeah. sit in front of the TV and start reading something. And then, and those things are usually the things that they see on TV. They are the fact checkers. They hear something and they immediately search. Or some medicine that they say, oh, this is good for you. They say, let me see the side effects. Mm -hmm. All those things. Back to, Jason, your original question. How to market uh, seniors? Never direct. Then you will be confronted. They will ask the questions. Oh, is it good for my health? How do they know me? I have this and that and that. Or they say, this cleans uh, better than our old one. Look at the whites. Well, we don't see any difference in both two white things. So you have to be very... Uh, easy going give some examples let them go and do and check themselves hmm. okay so not not targeting directly to them but but making it so that they feel that they're part of the community and they're part of the experience and and all of that sort of thing so how do you how so if you had say ad money available to target to them directly because the fact is that you're really trying to sell this one particular item to uh, someone who's a senior. How do you do that without making them feel alienated? Well, uh, the other day I searched for um, a, a drug which doesn't exist in the U.S., but they made it in U Europe, and it was a Google search. And from that point on, all of my... Uh, sites or searches or Instagram, whatever, wherever I go, I get an uh, ad of that thing. Yeah, retargeting. Yeah. Uh, but you don't get it once, twice, three times, five times, everywhere it's there. Yeah. And you know that uh, it's done by your search. So everybody asks me, how can I delete that? Can I delete my cookies? And will that go? <laughs> or shall I make another search? Which one is better? Yeah. Do you tell them to go in incognito mode? Well, that's something on Chrome. <laughs> I said, use Chrome, go incognito. 
They said, what, why should I go incognito? That's the yeah. other thing you have to explain. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes I do that only because if I'm searching on Amazon, I don't want them reminding me that I can't really afford to buy that yet. Right. I just wanted it yeah. in my wish list. Hey, so I see you put that in your shopping cart. Why haven't you purchased it yet? Oh, by the way, the people that purchased these also awesome. bought all of these. And if they didn't buy them, they also looked at all of these. <laughs> they should call that keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> right, exactly. I have a trick for that. I have oh. two, two accounts in Amazon. One of them is the search account, where I go in and search only with those. And then the other buy account. So if I want to go and buy, I use that account. Nice. So my search account gets everything, but you don't go and search through, I mean, buy through there, so you don't get that many uh, junk. So, so, would you, so would you describe that to a senior to do that sort of thing? Because it sounds like the just having two different places to log in and log out, like how, how would you approach that with them? Well, uh, this was not my idea. Uh, one oh, okay. the, uh, I'm, I'm saying one of the pe person in my group created this idea, and we all love oh. it. We are using the idea is we have two accounts on our computers, so oh, okay. we, we log in one account, do all the searches and everything, whatever we want, and then when we want to do our family thing, the real banking and so on, we switch to the other one. And I told them the second one should not be admin account if we get hacked and so on. Right. So <laughs> right. That's the only thing that we are doing. We are having two separate accounts uh, to use banking on one and do whatever else we want with the other account. That helps a lot. That makes sense. Cool. Huh. I know, I've never, th I never thought of, uh, no, of thinking I about it that way. Cognito. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. you, you can only go in incognito on the searches, uh, but yeah. when, when you go and give your email or something, or, or it automatically populates your email from your Google account, then you lose everything. <laughs> then you, your email is gone and so on. Oh. Huh. So what, what have you seen trend-wise for people that are trying to build out social media you know, either like share icons that are going to be used in social media for like Facebook or for Twitter or for, you know, uh, LinkedIn or not LinkedIn, but like, um, like Instagram, those sorts of things. How, what have you seen that's a good, something that's attractive to a senior that they would want to look at, maybe click on, maybe learn more about it? Is it putting lots of text onto an image or is it kind of describing something? Like what, what's, what's the best way to make that happen? Well, uh, Text on images is the worst thing because uh, you cannot oh, really? read, you cannot read it. It everybody has a different uh, per perception when you see, for example, uh, you put my name on a uh, stylish font. Uh -huh. Some of them fall over the white background. Some of them. So my name is not a well-known name. So. They said, oh, is this an E or this is an A or U? And they don't care. that They just leave it. So you may have a, a band and then put the text on the band rather than on the picture itself. So it may have a dark background. I see. But uh, putting uh, pictures or icons, uh, it's very in interesting. 
they had a, a recent uh, survey and they figured out that as your age gets older, it's the baby pictures, uh, pet pictures, and uh, some uh, ocean and palm tree like uh, nature pictures are more uh, attractive. Huh. huh. <laughs> wow, now, now I'm like, okay, so. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that was funny. We both said it. Huh. So, so we just need to all though. go to Bridget's house why. and take pictures out on the beach there and get all these really great photos of the beach. Well, because I started looking at Instagram and I was like, oh, you just scroll. It's a beach. It's a, it's a sunset. It's a dog. It's someone's kid. It's so relaxing. I wonder if that has something to do with it, Jamal. Yeah, I, I'm sure it has something to do. Well, if you go to the top like the Instagram photos, and most of them are like uh, sunsets and the uh, pet pictures, cats, dogs, and nice beaches. So, yeah, I heard, I read somewhere that we're wired to like blue and green. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is that? With the colors that are outside. <laughs> well, I, I, I should I should uh, do a test on that blue and green. It, interesting. Also, uh, by the end of this year the population of 65 and over will uh -huh. be more than the population five and under in the U.S. Really? So, wow. All the Yeah, from this point on, 65 and older will be going. And as you mentioned, uh, when you market Boomer. something, yeah, they, they have money, they, ha they are retired, they have time, uh, although limited, but they have time every day so what they want to do they want to go and search and buy and usually the purchases of those groupon things are yeah. seniors wow so um do you think or do you know if they're really into pinterest because pinterest is big on searching and buying well what's your experience with that uh, whoever, whoever i talked about pinterest and reddit and those kind of things Everybody says, ah, yes, but it's too complicated. Oh, too complicated. Okay. They want simple, nice, and easy things. I mean, email is also too complicated. Uh, when we send the group mail, they always send reply, not reply all. Mm -hmm. And when you ask, why do you reply all? They said, I don't know. I just click reply. It's <laughs> so easy. So there is, there is a... Uh, instinctive or something that traditional comes from the old days from the phone well you don't remember those rotary phones yeah we do we're i just barely yeah come on no, we have i used to win radio contests i was good at that <laughs> well anyway you <laughs> dial that number and you only talk to one person right that uh, conference calls came much 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 later well. My late husband, who was 79, said he had originally a party line in Arizona. Wow. So when you picked it up, Everybody's it wasn't dedicated. You had to make sure nobody else was using it. It was like the pre-conference call, conference call. <laughs> well, uh, that, that was a, a step ahead. I used to have a <laughs> phone, which is connected to the switchboard. So you have to... Yep. Ring the switchboard first, tell whom you are going to talk, and then they will physically connect you. Yep, and, and that's, that's why Jim Croce's song, Operator, Would You Help exactly. Me Make This Call, yep. meant something. 
And then you, you know, you're saying like, uh, give me a Studebaker six five two four or something yeah, like that. And that was the phone number. Six five thousand. What's smart about this discussion that we're having regarding this is that it shows you kind of the um, the, the the history of an of the way in which somebody has used technology throughout the years and has landed at this point now where they're looking at this little you know black mirrored screen and goes, okay, what do I do now? And well, and and now you know they're essentially being retrained to use this little device or their computer to interact with that content. Yeah. Well, I'll give you an example. 20, 25 years ago, at 1970s, uh, I was writing on a computer magazine in Turkey. And those days, computers were uh, maybe bigger than your church, Jason, or your whole house. Yeah. They were IBM 360s, 370s. We used to use punch cards to enter data. And I wrote an article and I said, well, one day uh, there will be cameras in every door and you will enter the houses with cards and fingerprints and everybody will have a computer on their home. Well, I didn't expect that laptop or smaller, but I said computers at home. I still have that uh, issue. And everybody said, wow, too futuristic. You don't believe. But look where we are now. We have cell phones, which is powerful than a Huge house. More powerful than sending Apollo to the moon. <laughs> right. The $600 thing that everybody like, like I'm always holding on to mine for dear life because I can't afford to replace it. But all my friends are like, oh, well, I dropped it in the toilet. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> a computer. This, this is a computer right here. And you'll have to keep changing the disks. Exactly. And, exactly. <laughs> and, and, well, uh, the point is we came in a very short time. It took yeah from that to here and the people that was using those huge things had to adapt this small very fast thinking and uh, we will also uh, uh, switch to spying uh, devices because you I believe you heard that thing that TVs are registering the things that you don't want them to do same oh, with sure. cell phones so seniors are coming from a war era, taking the bad things and being spied on. So they said, why, why is spying on me? <laughs> we don't- well, because we were spied on. I mean, the Enigma machine was encryption. Exactly. And Hetty Lamar and her, her um, changing frequency idea that she had mm-hmm. was exactly how we defeated the, the Germans. So, um, but, but before we like, get into that whole like, foils war era, which is a great show on Netflix, by the way. Um, one of our viewers, our loyal viewers, James Tryon, asks, "Is there are there any rules to marketing to seniors like there are with kids, like COPA? Is there any? Because I know there's like senior abuse laws, but are there any rules about how you can market to seniors with, you know, um, you know, it's kind of sensitive, but senility is a thing." Well, uh, let me be <laughs> a bit political and say, well, the things that uh, seniors purchase is not for themselves, mainly for their kids and grandkids. So if you can uh, find something that would be interesting for the kids, well, I'm sure kids would not love it. Like grandkids buys, buys a bicycle and the kid will say, oh, it's not good but they will buy it anyway. 
So if, if it's a returnable item or a, or a gift card like Big Name, iTunes, Amazon, or Pinterest or something, I said, oh, I heard Pinterest from him the other day. Let me buy a gift card for that. Those are the things very, very good uh, for the seniors to buy. And the pricing, we don't like 9.99s. Okay, yeah. Because everybody is now clever enough to say that, oh, it's $10 plus right. tax. Right. So, and they, I just recently purchased a camera. Those are the things, cameras, uh, holidays, and discount coupons. They, sh they are very, very well sold among seniors. So kind of summing up, seniors don't want to be talked down to. They don't want to be targeted. They're smart. They have money to spend. They want to spend it on something that's quality, but they want a discount, and they want things simple. So stop writing white text on pictures. Yes. Well, that, 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 that couple more things that you missed. <laughs> well, sex and booze. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I left that. Well, I just figured that's part of the holiday. <laughs> well, uh, th that should be in there. It, we can't just, like, don't ask, don't tell that part, right? Okay. Well, Let's keep this G-rated over here. Okay. Oh, that, that's <laughs> a passion, anyway. Oh, man. I'm just giving Wait, you weren't going to ask him if it was redheads or if it was blondes or, just... or anything like that? <laughs> mind, mind you, I was talking about beer, not about... Not about ah, <laughs> waka, waka, waka. That's, that's a good combination. <laughs> Well, so, uh, before switching there, I would like to ask both of you, how sure. would you uh, adopt from 20 years from now, 25 years from now, and your phones are not phones anymore, you don't hold anything, you just start hearing something in your brain that somebody is calling you, and then you just answer the phone by waving or shaking yeah. your head or doing something. How would you adjust to that? I don't know. Like, I already feel like a grouchy old man. Um, like, no offense to anybody in our audience. Because I'm like, I have platform fatigue. Like, I even Jason Tucker tried to get me on Snapchat. My friend texted me and said, when have you looked at Snapchat? And I'm like, I don't know. Thanksgiving? And she goes, I sent you videos. I had 150 messages from her. <laughs> Okay, I, I'm like, ah, get off my lawn, you youngsters. I just don't want anymore. Like Twitter, Facebook, Google+, Instagram, LinkedIn, I'm done. Like email me. Like I feel like I'm that person because I don't want to chat in a chat box. I don't want to be in a sauna or Slack. I want to be emailed. Like, like I feel like as a Gen Xer, I'm stuck in that rut. And so I feel like I'm – you know, we, like everybody's always had technology. Like you had your technology. We have our technology. The kids have their technology. Like 20-year-olds have never seen a printed map. True. Like they've never seen a Thomas guy. They don't even know what that is, right? They're used to ways or somebody telling them where to go. And, and, and well, it doesn't matter anyway. I get lost either way. But what I'm saying is like I can already feel that happening now in my mid-40s where I'm like I'm not doing one more thing. I don't care about those glasses. I don't want them on my face. You know what I mean? Somebody was like, you should online date. I go, no way. My whole life is online. I'm not dating online. Like, that's it. We're done. We're done. Like, I've hit my, you know, <laughs> my end of my rope. Like, I'm just so done with tech. 
And it's funny because my whole world is here. You know, my whole life is online. All my friends are online. Most of my activities online. And so I feel like I'm already kind of getting to that, like, I don't want, you know, something. I don't want the watch. I bought a real watch. A real watch with an analog face. See that? Numbers. Yeah, you don't have to recharge it. So that that, that must be pretty good. Well, I mean, like, I don't, like, you know what I'm saying? So I can, I don't know what's going to happen to me, Jamal, because I feel like I'm already there. I'm already like that. I don't want one more social network. You know? But, but your, your, your social network will be gone by then. You won't I know. It. It's adapt or die. I know yeah, you that, just, you but just I can think. feel me already being grouchy. Whereas <laughs> Jason Tucker's like, oh, let me code this PHP. <laughs> well, uh, you also don't play games online. That's the other thing. I play Scrabble. Oh. Yeah. Anybody who wants to play Scrabble with me, I guarantee you will win. I usually w lose by at least 100 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't play. I don't play games at all on Facebook. I only play Scrabble and Trivia Crack and Dots. I'm not talking about the Facebook. Oh, like multiplayer, oh, like games. Like real games. Oh. oh, real games. Like I play Uno and Gin, but those are card games. They're analog. It's like World of Warcraft type. Oh of no, game. that's no. Well, oh. it will be the future. You will be selling things in the games. So what do you think about that then? Do you think, I know this is totally off topic and everything relating really. to, to the topic here, but, but what about what about like VR headsets? Like you, could you see seniors using VR headsets? Uh, you know, anybody who's read Ready Player One, you can, you can totally see how like that sort of thing would end up happening where people are interacting with each other more online than they are offline. Well, it's funny that you ask that. I was at CES <laughs> earlier oh. this year, and they had that uh, VR everywhere. And uh, I tested several of them. And for me, they are more or less the same. But there are several uh, seniors there. Their reaction was that when they first put that, they immediately took it off. They don't like it. Yeah, but wait, wow. like, what if you have balance issues? Like, well, I don't even like three D. They, yeah. they, let you, they let you sit down uh, if you are senior and they put it on because they know that you'll fall down. But after a certain time, they start looking around. The remarks that I get, it's nice, but it's not reality. It needs a long way to go. So they are positive in the usage, but they are not happy with the things that they see. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think at some point here that the, the VR is going to become to a point where you're not even going to be able to tell the difference between that and reality. That's a problem, so, right? Well, it, you know, it, it, at some point real. Real. I mean, very, you know, it could very well be that we are in a simulation, Bridget, you know? That's like two matrix for me. Like, I need to believe in like some basic things. Gravity, the government is against me. And what I'm seeing is real. Like those are some basic things that hold my sanity together. You know right. what I mean? Like well, I saw that Black Mirror right? episode where he played that game when the spider came, all his nightmares yeah. or whatever. That that was too weird for me. Like that was too uh, po possible. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah. a little too no. 
No, no, and no. Seven layer bean dip of no. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of, most of these games that, that I've seen so far that are doing VR type stuff is is it's almost like how I don't know if you guys have ever played Second Life, but the Second Life is a game where you're walking around either looking third person at your avatar who's walking around, and then you're interacting with other people that are in that environment. And so with with the stuff that I've seen lately with VR, it's essentially like single person interacting with the environment, walking around. Most of the time, you can't see your hands that are in front of you. And so because of that, your brain goes, I can't see my hands. This isn't real. Oh. And it has to be your hands, like all the fingers, oh. all the everything. And, you know, when you pick something up and hold it, are you actually feeling it or not? If you're not feeling it, your brain's kind of going, eh. Oh, interesting. In dream state at this that. point. This is kind of hokey. I'm not 100% sure. So I think with I think with seniors in that in that regard would probably have the exact same issue. You know, going back to what your question was initially about how how seniors are adapting to uh, a foreign land, if you will, a foreign concept of of some of this stuff. You know, my my wife's grandmother, she's in her late 90s, and um, my phone will go off um, during dinner, and I usually have it off to the side someplace. We finish up dinner, I usually go grab the phone, and I'll look at it for a couple moments. And so she's seen what you're seeing right now is me doing this just for a minute. And uh -huh. she has no clue that I'm actually interacting with something. Oh. Like one time she asked me, are you okay, sweetie? Is everything okay? Cause she thought I was just sitting there kind of like holding a piece of paper. Like she oh. didn't realize that I was actually doing something and oh. because she doesn't even understand what the con the, the concept of this thing, like I'll show her a photo on it and she's like, huh? And then she'll put her finger on it and it moves. And she's like, Whoa. Whoa. Like, I don't understand how that, like, how did that work? And so I'll bring out the iPad and show her that. And I mean, talk about blowing her mind. Every single time I pull that thing out, she just goes like, whoa, I don't understand this. It's really cool. But I, you know, this is, this is getting close to like witchcraft type of type of thing. It's like, I don't, I don't quite understand what you're doing here. Wow. And she's 90 plus. So at this point. Right. Well, you know. uh, also uh, in the old days, this was the writing symbol. And then the typing, now yeah. it's only two thumbs. And right. I'm sure when you use your two thumbs uh, typing, she couldn't even see that. And sh she saw you holding something, just looking at it. And uh -huh. just, uh, she doesn't understand that you are writing something. It's so right. Well, a, a virtual reality, also augmented reality, is very important for seniors. Uh, mm. When you hold something uh, to a shop or something, the addresses are not clear these days anymore. It used to be huge numbers and the street names, but not yeah. anymore. So if you have the augmented reality and we can hold it and see what's in there, which shop is which, or yeah. which store sells what, that will be very interesting, very helpful. So it's On like that, Google Translate. Yeah. yeah. On that show that you recommended, Travel Man, Jason? Yeah. He yeah. has some app. Where he's pointing his camera, and then on the screen, it would show like different points of interest, and yeah. then you click on that. Yeah, Yelp actually has that built in. If you go to Yelp oh, really? and then go go to where it says uh, mo uh, monocle, um, it'll actually make it so when you move it around, it's almost like if you're looking for stars or something like that. But instead of looking for the stars up in the sky, you're actually seeing the different places are around you and how far away they are. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So um, Rochelle brings up a kind of an interesting point 
What about the vulnerability of seniors trusting people who are hackers? Oh, that's that's a very good story. Uh, oh I, I ha, they are vulner, vulnerable and they are very suspicious also. Right. Be, believe me, they are so clever. Uh, the hackers, uh, not the hackers, but the uh, when they try to take advantage of seniors. Yeah. yeah. Talks and giving out free things and so on. They are so good. They don't do that. But hackers, uh, what would they get from their computers? Email addresses, photos of the grandkids. Mm -hmm. They don't use banking there. They don't have any transaction. They don't keep their social security on the computer. Well, not because uh, they don't know, but they don't want to yeah, yeah, yeah. to everybody. I mean, oh, we, yeah. My husband wouldn't even use an ATM. He went inside the bank every time. You see? You see, that's 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 the tra tradition. That's the trend. I mean, when, when you go to uh, any shop, you don't use the shop uh, card. You just give your phone number out. Yeah. That's, that's, we give our phone number to everybody. Yeah. And just do a Google search with your phone number and see what will come up. Yeah. It's so dangerous. So that, that, that just got me thinking about something. So... Let's say that you are someone who doesn't like to purchase things online. Um, you're an older person, just like we're talking about here, a senior who's looking at it going like, I don't buy anything like this. Um, I don't even do voter registration online. I don't do, I don't even put in how old I am on various things or, you know, whatever this sort of thing is. So because of that, if they're looking on Facebook or they're looking on Instagram and they're seeing these different photos of things where it says like, oh, click here to go buy this new scooter or click here to go buy this new book or whatever. So if you're, if you're somebody who's doing online marketing and you're thinking, why is it that this thing isn't actually converting like you're not actually getting any sales out of this it very well could be because of the fact that the person is using your ad as reference and then going to the store and actually buying the thing mm -hmm. do you well, feel that's true well uh, in a sense but not necessarily this is up to uh, people who are 60 65 mm -hmm. you may do this kind of things to them but after 60, they believe in their banks. I just see that they, on the chat, they say that their grandfathers or grandparents use the banking and so on. Yes, because they trust to their banks and their banks convince them, whatever happens, we will return your money back. Don't worry, it's secure with us. Same thing with the shopping. I mean, the shops, if you build that trust, they go very well with the, the those institutions, but when you see, oh, we will give you this book for free. Uh, first of all, the book is in PDF form, and mm -hmm. what would they do? How do would they would read? And then you start sending, we will give this for free. We can get this. Those are not uh, impulsive. They don't like uh, to get those kind of things. They want to build a trust first. Mm -hmm. right. on but do you think that they would use the the that advertisement that's happening on the device or on the computer and then physically getting up and going to the store and buying the thing or do you feel that like it's more of like a what do they call that in advertising where you just bombard people with your brand name but you're not really uh 
brand you know, awareness. Yeah, Whoa. brand and awareness. So it's well, more like, you know, you should be aware of the fact that Google exists and you should definitely use Google and here's things yeah. about Google and they start hearing this word over and over again and then they end up, that's what all they're using is that. Well, as far as I see these days, those uh, brand bombarding is just create another topic in the talks. They say, oh, did you get that ad? I get this ad. Is it good? Did you try it? Did you? They all ask to each other. They got their news and their backup from their friends. Uh, yeah. so it's just another subject. They don't go into the market and uh, buy it, but they may go and search for it. And they say, let's right. see what's this new thing. But you're right. also describing a process that's really important for all of us to understand is that people see things on social and they validate using social and they validate with their peers. So the behavior of validating with your peers, whether it's in person or online, is the same behavior. So um, because we found this to happen in the franchising development world uh, where people are coming to a website using its domain name. And we know that that's happening because they've been there before. Because they wouldn't know it. It's unaided brand awareness. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, it's just, where do you search Google? Where do you search Bing? Where do you search, like, that association with what it is? And they've already been there. And so um, the social, it's just funny because, like, this is what I've, what I've been telling people, and, and it's really good to have this reaffirmed, that, that almost, almost never do we do something without consulting at least some of our circle of influence. In some way, whether it's a phone call, a text, in person, online, whatever, we're we're wired to be social. So being social on media is just the same behavior, um, a little bit guarded. And it's funny because one of my girlfriends, um, she specializes in startups, but she also teaches social media to boomers too, and she's she's in that category or near it. Um, and so she says, what's great about the baby boomer generation, as opposed to maybe the millennials, sorry, is that they already have all these great social skills from networking in person that translate wonderfully online because they already understand relationship building, relationship marketing, building those connections, and then using them to further everybody's efforts. Do you feel like that's true in your experience, Jamal, that seniors already have the social skills needed to build connections online? I fully agree what you have just said. It is so true. Uh, and this is building trust. We, uh, we all went to WordCamps and uh, meetings, uh, WordPress-related things. And when you go there, there are at least one-third of the group is newcomers. Yeah. especially in the word camps. And you would see the first thing who says hello to you, asks your name or asks what you are doing, is a senior. <laughs> if, if it's a millennial, as we say, or a young person, they either uh, are on their phones, computers, doing the online thing, but the seniors would use their skills. They come and ask you and try to learn something. And I'm sure... You get the same thing, Bridget. They say, oh, how do you do that? How do you do this? Just mm -hmm. to learn. Yeah. And that's uh, just to open a conversation and continue with that. And uh, they don't stop there. 
they continue their relation with emails or whatever social media they are on. Uh, however, the young kids, they connect with you there, talk, have uh, fun, and then when they go to the next camp, it's another set of people. Mm-hmm. For old people, it's hard to build up because they already have a huge base. So I agree mm. with you that they use their social skills online too. So that just means you need to market to all of them at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we just went viral. I said it to my grandpa. <laughs> Um, well, uh, there's an aspect of truth to that. I mean, because a lot of times, and it's funny because if you read my keys to being social series on my blog, richardwillard.com, um, it's all about manners. I don't say that, but that's what it is. Authenticity, being spontaneous or characteristics or character building. It's about responsibility. Um, all of the words are just little behaviors that we already know in person. But but we don't think that there's a there's a dehumanization that happens when we think that we're just talking to a screen. There's a there's a a little video by Derek Sivers S I V E R S called uh, A Real Person A Lot Like You, which I highly recommend everybody watches at least once a quarter um, because we it is a dehumanizing experience to think that. Between me and the internet, that's not a real person, so I can say whatever I want and it doesn't affect them. Whereas our behavior is our behavior, whether it's online or on the phone or in person or text message. I mean, how many times have you been bummed out because somebody didn't reply to your text message? That's like not answering a phone call. I'm back. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. That was so bizarre. I, I was this close to, re, um, uh, you know, kind of refreshing my browser, and I'm like, I know what happens when I do that. Chat people, <laughs> can you hear me, chat people? Like, are we back? Yeah, yeah we okay. can hear you, I think. I was just saying, like, there's, like, I think sometimes the dehumanization of only being in the technology has kind of been a um, – kind of been um, disserving maybe to the younger people because we don't, they don't think that they need to respond. Well, I read it and that's it. No, you should respond. The other person's waiting for you. Right. <laughs> don't, you get, don't you get red receipts? It says red. At this well, you that's can turn them on it? or not. Well, some people have them on and some people don't. Well, if, then if you are polite, you have to turn that on. Well, I would. I mean, I'm just saying like, 
Well, I didn't think you and I wouldn't agree on this, Jamal. I was pandering to my guest over here. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I would like usually it, my my friends j joke with me now because usually go one, two. I say something, you say something, I say something, you say something. Emoji, like that's it. The conversation's over. Or a sticker, maybe two stickers, like a high five sticker, or the girl going like this, and then that's over. And Jen <laughs> Miller goes, "Oh, I see how it is. You end your conversation with an emoji. Like if I start smiling, that's it. It's over." Because that's how it is in real life. You're talking, talking, talking. Okay, well, I'll sit, talk to you later. And then you leave. But online, it's online. It's weird to like, like I'll tell people, they go, well, social media doesn't work for me. I'm like, do you ever click the button reply and type words? Sometimes. <laughs> if it's something words, that I have something to say about. How people, how people connect. But if you are going to say tags... Or right. I, I, I'm glad I received. You prefer an emoji to write all those letters? You get, yeah, it's almost it's like having one of those return receipts that were yeah, yeah, that yeah. were really you know really interesting okay, well. with email. But like, I mean, it's like you would have to respond back with um, acknowledged or something. You just have a whole bunch of people going back and forth saying acknowledged. Well, I mean, it's not always a. Uh, um, it's not always a. Uh, like, what if you ask somebody a question or you give them a bunch of information? I would say, if I told you, hey, Jason Tucker, I really like how you have your WordCamp um, poster in the background. We should tell people to enter in Plug and Palooza, which, which the pitches are due on Monday the 13th. And you go. Thumbs up. Nothing. Like, nothing. No, no silent. It's like. No, I say something, you say something. I say something, you say something. But if I said, okay, got it. Then you know what I mean? It's like mirroring. If somebody emojis me, I emoji them. If they like me, I like them. I just do whatever they do. But I'm just saying, like, there's an aspect of you really need to well, well, use your words in order to build relationships. Because if it is about trust, oh my God. Well, Adam Silver sent you, you, me a screenshot of a, my face, like, going, Ooh. thanks, Adam Silver. <laughs> anyway, my point is that wow, that derailed fast. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I'm alone here. Is that what is that what you're saying? I'm totally alone in this. Replying. I just don't know how. I just uh, I no. I, I don't think you're alone because I think I think the thing is is that is that especially if you're interacting with somebody who's a senior, is that they they are expecting a reply back in some regard. So if you oh, if yeah. sends you like you know if grandma sends you a um, a card in the mail, she's expecting a card back or she's expecting something back, a phone call back, a smoke signal, uh, whatever it is that, that you can do to get Absolutely. back to, to grandma and say, hey, thanks for the oh, thing you sent me. You sent grandma a thank you card or you're in trouble with paper, you, you, a paper card paper in the card. mail. <laughs> with a stamp. 97. She's 97, and and I write it in, from Hallmark.com because I want to make sure she can read it because my handwriting's crap, and I get in trouble for that. But I figure it's better than an e like I can't email her, but yeah, 100. Yes. percent You know, you, you know that I'm a pilot, so you are trying to make. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I'm a private pilot, but anyway. Wow, fancy. This. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, when you fly, the tower gives you some uh, commands. Uh, 
fly this altitude, turn this heading, and so on. And uh, you have to acknowledge that, repeating their directions, and uh, then uh, with, ending with your call sign. And then they start with their call sign, your call sign, and so on. So it's a two-way communication, and you have to repeat what the other person uh, told you to Roger acknowledge. That. Roger that. So maybe you are <laughs> expecting that too. <laughs> Usually you don't say Roger that. You well, say, that's why I say mirroring. Do, do what they do. However they so, communicate, communicate back with them. So yeah. my grandmother is a card or a phone call. My aunt is email. He hates Facebook Messenger. But she'll do email. You know what I'm saying? So, and then my mom is a text message. So, so there's did, did, you ask, did, you ask, did you ask them why they hate uh, Messenger or email I, but text? What do they say? Um, she says it's too complicated. You see? It's the habits. They get used to that. They don't want to learn the second thing. Once they are happy and comfortable with one thing, it's just like you going to one certain uh, coffee shop to get your right. coffee, but not the other one. It's happy. Oh. That's true. No, it's true. I went back to my three spondylate. You see? Nobody else has that. Yeah, I know. Well, I thought it was better than a caramel. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh. One is better than... So, I, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to work out with this is that, like, how? So you're saying that, like, Bridget was saying that by interacting with the person in the way in which they initially interacted with you may not be the best way because grandma or mom or whoever may be trying to. Uh, contact you in a way that they think you're familiar with and that they think you're going to be able to use, right? Is that what I'm getting from this? Or or is it just kind of a crapshoot if you're actually going to get a hold of grandma through, uh, you know, Snapchat or Instagram or... Snapchat. <laughs> you have to text me to check my Snapchat. <laughs> well, uh, if, if, if you get a message, first reply, no matter which way you choose, just reply. If it's a card and if you can just make a phone call, do it. Just uh, if, if it's a phone call and if you cannot take the call and send an email, find a way to reply and see what the elderly uh, replies you back. Maybe they call you, you didn't answer the phone and send an email and she may or he may send you an email. Now you are on the same ground, stalking yeah. instead of on the phone, email. So do your what you are comfortable with and see if they are taking that route too. So, so what, um, oh. I was just going to say, like, some of my older aunts have hearing aid issues. And they don't like the phone. You see? Because they cannot hear with the cell phone. Yeah. Some may have uh, vision issues. So they may not like to read emails. They, want, they would love to use phone. Or cards. So basically, it's about being a polite human being who recognizes how other people want to be communicated with, regardless of their age. Which is great when you have. <laughs> which is well, so you know, listening to all of this, <laughs> the thing about it is, is it doesn't scale very well. Right. So, for instance, if you're running a company called Give, and you only have so many people that are doing tech support, 
None of them have phone access. So they're not like answering phone calls or doing any of that sort of thing because it costs too much to scale in that way. Um, how do you feel, uh, Jamal, about about text-based support, like sending actual, you know, a chat-based support? Do you think that seniors are okay with that, or do you feel that they may, um, you know, kind of be standoffish about it? Uh, again, it's it depends on lots of things, but seniors don't like text. If it's coming from your daughter, grandkid, grandchild, that's okay. But if you don't talk to some, I mean, I assume this is a specific case with this support issue. Yeah, I have right. a problem. Let's say I have a printer problem and it is not uh, printing. It is missing one line every 10 lines or so. How can I explain this in text to the technician? But what if the, what if the company that, is, that, that sells that printer or sells that website or has that thing that they're using doesn't provide with a, a phone number or any other way of being able to do it. Not because they don't want to, but because that that doesn't scale because there's no way that yeah. somebody like, you know, a small company can actually have that type of thing, which is it. why a lot of the people that are watching this show are going to be having that exact same issue. It's like, I have a three man shop. We do this type of, you know, business. We would gladly accept money from seniors, but we can't provide them with the support that they need in order to be able to get the job done. So, like, what's the balance there? Like, how, how does somebody who's doing a startup like this still make money off of seniors? Well, uh, the example was text. Text mm -hmm. is not good, but email is good. Well, I just, he means like words that are typed chat based, email, chat, right. chat forum. That works. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that works because somebody's on the other side of the line. So you can type and explain. If he doesn't understand, you can type again. But for texting, just the oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. No. meeting and so on, it's very hard to explain. But a text based uh, chat, like exactly. a, you know, the the ones that are from, you know, the, the, <laughs> the yeah, it's like all of the ones that, you know, uh, your name your favorite or not so favorite, uh, 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 cable company, you know, they're saying like, oh, you, you can only get a hold of us via text message or through this texting interface. Here's this one chat box that you can type into. I guess they're still just as frustrated as anybody. At least they could actually read the text that's on there and hopefully they can make it big enough that they could read it. Yes. And uh, the, the seniors are also afraid of uh, the lines breaking up because we used to wait in the phones for hours to talk to an agent. Now yep. the same thing happens on those uh, online chattings. When it breaks, somebody else comes in and then you have to start from the beginning. Oh man. Right. So it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, frustrating. To, frustrating. So that's why they, they don't want, they want to hold one guy, talk to him and then say, what shall I do? And he usually say, I don't know, we'll go to tier two. That creates the biggest problem again. Right. Because now they're starting all over again with, okay, give me your 18-digit um, you know, card number or your 36-digit yeah. whatever, and half of them are zeros, and they're trying to count them all out. Yeah, I mean, I can see where these types of things are great, great in practice for the business, but 
it's not great for the customer, the consumer, or the elderly individual who just bought the thing from you and now they're just trying to get some type of support, which means that you're probably not going to get a you know a return sale out of them. Well, uh, I just recently <laughs> got into this subject, which is very appropriate now. Uh, lots of the seniors are thinking to write their memoirs, to write a blog type thing. So they said, oh, I heard WordPress. Is it easy? Of course it's easy. You can use it. I said, okay, I, I heard that WordPress, WordPress is the best blog. How I, I can do it? I want to learn WordPress. That's very good. But then uh, maybe a couple of weeks into their journey, they said, oh, I want somebody to make something for me. Uh, just uh, custom post types. And see. I just want to write things and appear the way I like. Yeah. And, uh, for our listeners or people who are watching us, who are small companies, that's the best thing. Just design one uh, thing that's uh, that fits the memoirs and write things, and they don't. You don't need to upgrade it. Contact the seniors every other month and say, "Oh, we come up with this additional feature. Would you like to buy it for ninety nine? They will mm -hmm. buy it." And they say, "Well, we can change your color to some other things. Another ten dollars." They would buy it, but if you start saying uh, service costs this much and uh, the team costs uh, $55, they would not buy it. They would try to do it themselves. They are clever people. Yeah, no, that that but service service is the secondary thing. The first thing is you have to be proactive. Yeah. Ask what they are doing. Go to their site and check if they if you see some mistakes. Just send an email saying that this is not good. We can't do it at a nominal charge. <laughs> right. So it, definitely value add type things that exactly. need to be done. Not, not oh, you know, we need to do this new thing for you and they don't really understand it anyhow. Now, I, I like that. I like, I like the fact that, um, that they're, they're interested in still, you know, kind of adding more to the thing that they already purchased. It's just you have to come, you know, you have to approach them in a, in a very different way. Which I guess makes it difficult for for the business to recognize that. For one, if you're doing text, you know, if you're doing like a text-based chat window type thing, you don't really know how old the person is, what right. they're doing, or anything like that. So having to try to figure that out um, would probably be pretty difficult. Well, have you ever seen the, the behind the scenes of that chat systems? Uh, how many customers? does one agent uh, deals with at one time? No. Because I have seen that they are having the, those screens, 10 different uh, customers open, and then they are typing in all of them. And wow. usually, usually they divide their attention into 10. So seniors are also aware of that, because he types one sentence, and then he puts canned replies. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully these things will fix it. Let's see if he leaves. Exactly. And those are the things from the frequently asked questions part of the, their website anyway, which we have already done. So <laughs> those things frustrate us a lot. But if they do 10, I'm sure that they have. there's no way, no other way for them to reply all 10 at the same time. Yeah. Hmm. Also, what else do you think, Bridget? What else do you no, think we should I was just thinking about that because um, 
I wasn't even thinking about seniors getting into WordPress and blogging, but I mean, there's so much to say. There's so much um, catharsis and healing and um, and outreach that happens through writing, and and seniors have a lot of stories to tell. They have so much to say. Um, they've lived through so many things. Like I used to talk to my husband about his dad, who had uh at the time he was born they had horse-drawn carriage and he saw a man go to the moon in his lifetime that is a huge range of experiences and technology and and from like national events to even the stories that you carry with you about your family i think that would be amazing uh you know if to get people to write more just, I mean, even if they were on WordPress.com, to just start writing and telling their stories. Because, um, like, my late husband had Alzheimer's in his family, so he always played Scrabble. This is why I play Scrabble. Uh, Scrabble and other kinds of games because it helps defer um, onset of senility. And so, like, if you keep active and, and you keep writing and that kind of thing, I think that would be really good. I was just thinking like, we never really have things at our WordCamps that are designed, we have beginner workshops, but we don't say like, let's onboard seniors, you know? And we live so much longer now that, you know, AARP considers you a senior at what, 55? But you're, you're gonna live for another good 30, 40 years after that. That's very true. Because we have great medicine, you know what I'm saying? So. My, like I said, my grandmother's 97. She'll be 98 next month. Wow. And she lives by herself and she functions by herself and she does everything. She's totally like self-sufficient. She doesn't have any caretakers or anything. She doesn't need yeah. anybody helping her. You know, I, uh, I remember asking her, what about all that snow? Cause she lives in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And she goes, what's with the problem with the snow? I write a check. The snow is gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those kinds of things like asking I just think it would be really great to like you know the storytelling with video even incorporating like oh my god that would be such an amazing thing I just feel like my brain is full of so many what what are you doing with your class like do you guys go into that writing or using video and then posting on their blogs or YouTube how is any of that storytelling of, of a lot um, being integrated into their experience the, you know, communicating their experiences, Jamal. Well, that would be very, very interesting. Uh, I tested oh to text apps. They were not yeah. that good because they, they, they love to talk rather than write. But at certain points, talking is not that good. They want to have something uh, staying on the internet. When they search their name on Google, they want to see something. Yeah. Uh, so, those would be very interesting. We, the thing is, uh, not only uh, blogging, but also, as you say, storytelling. Yeah. There should be some images to be embedded in. And yes. Scan them in. Yeah, we should do that. Oh, my gosh. We just came up with the best idea ever. Dude, we're going like, to make six bucks off of this. It's going to be awesome. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, it could be a total, like, a free, like a, right. like a meetup, even. 
Let's, okay. let's not forget about this, Jamal. Yep, let's let's work on this because remember they had this uh, nonprofit uh, weekend that they did the website for the right. nonprofits. So right. we can have a seniors weekend that help them how to write or uh, how to tell their stories. Oh my gosh, yes. And you know, my friend Karen Arigo, she's totally into this. Like she's a writer and she always helps, she helps, uh, she specializes in selling homes so that people can move to assisted living. Mm -hmm. So she has this heart for seniors. Mm -hmm. I bet I could recruit her. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you that's heard it here first, folks. Funny enough, folks. Funny <laughs> enough that tomorrow on WP Water Cooler, we're actually going to be doing a um, an entire episode regarding uh, community service through WordPress, where we're going to be oh describing gosh. this exact same thing. No joke. Like it's on the website. <laughs> I love it when things like happen like that with right, like right. and we're all on it and the chat is all over this like fly, yep. fly paper. Yeah, we're going to be talking about website weekend. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, hackathons and all sorts of stuff like that. I mean, we I know we kind of brushed a little bit or talked yeah. a little bit about that here on, w, on WP Blab, but it's definitely going to be something that we're going to be talking about tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. pretty interesting. So take a look at that tomorrow. That would, that would be great. And actually, if I remember correctly, Jamal, you're saying you're even going to be on the show tomorrow, so we should probably bring that back up again, right? Yes, yes, we should do that. I mean, we've got lots of seniors in Orange County, that's for sure. Well, I am the, one of the advisors of Dustin PD at the police department next to the senior center, and we see the seniors going there for classes. They love to learn things. There was classical music, dancing, computer, yeah. uh, traveling, you name it, there's a class for that. And they are so into it. So why not? Let's so it, to, to kind that. of tie these two episodes together here now that we've come up with this great idea. I, don't know, I feel like goosebumps. How, how, how would you, if you were somebody, like if you wanted to start one of these types of classes, and or you have, I mean you yourself have, but... How would you approach it in making sure that the people that are going to be attending it that are seniors can actually interact with and can can be up to speed by using their own devices, laptops, you know, tablets, um, phones and stuff? What's the best way to start approaching that? Well, we all have somebody in our families, neighborhood, who asks a question to us. Right. And tell them, we are getting together this day, this night. Please come, bring your question with us. Just like we do in the general meetup, bring the question, we will solve it for you. And I know several places that has these people gathering together and they all have some kind of question. And they ask you, they ask me, they ask everybody. So why not give them an address to gather? Yeah, and I, I'd imagine that the probably the the most efficient way of being able to do this is to make sure you have a lot of helpers that actually know how to do exactly what it is that you're talking about. Because I'd imagine thirty percent of the people in the room are gonna go like, I don't know how to type in the Wi Fi password or yeah. I don't know how to get connected to that thing or or I don't even have an iTunes account. I don't even know how to download an app because the you look on their phone and all it is is the basic apps that came with the phone and that's it. So like those sorts of things, you know, well, are that's the point where I come in. Yeah. I know them and I know the other side. So just for that uh, Wi-Fi password thing, it is so easy. Nobody, when you go in, don't assume that they would uh, do everything. They would understand the Wi-Fi password and this and that. 
you just go out and say, what kind of phone you have? They say, this phone. They don't say iPhone. I mean, they may say iPhone, but it may not be iPhone. It could be something else. Right. right. And then you say, okay, do you have settings? Everybody say, yes, okay, go to settings. Yeah. And you should be flexible to understand which phone they have. Just tell them to, to put the code, write the code in big letters or <laughs> numbers on the whiteboard so that they would copy. Take your time, and they will ask the same question twice. But right. they will not ask the third time. Right. It's your job to make sure that they understand it, they solve it. Because they are so polite, they would not say, oh, I didn't get it. They don't want to be embarrassed. Right. right. So be involved in individually. And also, uh, when you say there will be some people at hand to answer their questions, there should be some facilitator so that they would assign the helpers to the seniors yeah. the way that they think. Because not, not everybody connects. It, you have to find the uh, two sides that clicks. Otherwise, it's not good. Right. Just like the answering the chat on the tech uh, supporting. If you don't right. like mm. the attitude, what they write, they don't want to talk to them. Right, because you said about trust. Trust. Yes. Exactly. Okay, okay. So, so if the facilitator finds a nice uh, person to answer, that would work great. Hmm. Man, we're on to something here. I'm excited about tomorrow then. Me too. <laughs> Bridget, wow. you think we should wrap up? Well, I'm just like, I don't know, for like it's not very often that I'm dumbstruck. But I just feel like with what's going on in the chat, you know, it's it's a really good thing to tell your stories. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that I, I did a couple videos, about three videos with my late husband. I'm really glad I did those because there were a couple of moments where I forgot what his voice sounded like. It was a weird yeah. thing, like way early on. But and but the thing is not just that, but for his kids, for his for his grandkids, for his sisters, for his nieces, you know what I'm saying? For all the people that you're involved in in your life, we have these stories that we're not telling, and we have this platform that democratizes publishing. And there's so much wisdom from the seniors. I think that was be amazing. And if I could fit it into my already jam-packed volunteer schedule, you know how to find me. Well, that's 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 exactly <laughs> what we were doing for the old photographs. Remember, we were digging the uh, boxes to find old photographs. Now it will be the videos. It will be the blog posts. It will yeah. be. Conversations that will be online, so that it will be found. So it's it's something that we should do. Yeah, I actually yeah. have audio of my grandmother looking at photos. So she she didn't really want to be videotaped, and and I can understand that. But what yeah. I did is I took I took my camera or my camera. I took my phone and I just sat it there on the table and used the built-in record app to just record oh, it. Audio. And then I was like, "All right, Grandma, so tell me about this photo." And the back of the photo had numbers on them, and I just said the number. And then I knew exactly what number she was talking about. And I ended up with this nice audio clip of probably about 30 minutes or so of everything she was talking about, all these different cool people and that? stuff like that. So those are the types of things that you should definitely take. And what's neat about it is if you suck at typing, you don't want to do the transcription or anything, you could just send it off to rev.com or one of those services, have them do the transcriptions for you, and you're done. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's cheap.
Well, for those kind of things, you don't need the transcription. The voice is important. You just put the photo on the front and then put the audio under it and just put Oh, like make a slideshow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, because if it's your uh, grandmother's or something very important voice, you don't want to lose the voice either. That's Just true. Keep that. It's yeah. so good. And uh, I'm sure in the future we will be searching with the voice. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to know <laughs> the name. You say, you say, just find this similar to this point, just like, like Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, you know what? This was a great episode. Man, somebody's gonna make a lot honest. of money off these ideas. <laughs> um, tens of dollars. And no, for serious. This is a great episode. Thanks for your time and your expertise. Thanks for Thanks it. for the chat, people. Like yeah, you know what it. I say? If if you got inspired tonight, chat, and I'm looking at you, if you got inspired, do something. Because you know what? That's the best thing. You want to change the world, it starts with it starts with us, right? It starts with this person wearing the purple shirt. So this is great, great episode. I feel super stoked and we just want to thank you Jamal and then I'll let uh, I'll let uh, Jason do his thing awesome well, folks thank you very much appreciate it Jamal thank you very much I really appreciate all that you've done for us and that you've kind of explained this new world that that we didn't really thank understand you. well I'm sure you understand but uh, it's nice to re bring it again it's so important for seniors to be understood by everybody that they are still here and they will be here for several more years, maybe 20, 30 with those drugs. So you have to bear with us. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for being on. I appreciate it. Folks in the chat room, I appreciate all the time and efforts that you did for us. Um, our um, show notes are all done by you folks. So thank you very much for getting in there, editing our Google Doc, uh, updating things, adding new things to it. We really appreciate it. We use those as ways for people to be able to find more information about the things that we talk about. Folks, thank you very much for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you all in the chat room. Make sure you go over to our website at wpwatercooler.com slash wpblab. You can take a look at all of our episodes there. We're up to episode number 62 now, so we have plenty of stuff that's in there. WP Water Cooler has a bunch of stuff in there as well. Feel free to go take a look at all of those things. We really appreciate it. Click the little thumbs up button. Man, I saw five of you guys click on the thumbs up button last week. I appreciate that. So make sure you click on that stuff. And if you enjoy this content, hit the subscribe button. One last thing. Bridget is now a podcaster. What? She is now an actual podcaster. So WP Blab is now listed in almost all of the major podcasting directories. So feel free to go take a look at that in iTunes and all the other places that awesome podcasts like ours can be found. Thank you, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.